0: Hello guys, welcome to my new podcast, uh, Motherhood O'Clock. My name is Minerva Aldrete and uh, great, so this is podcast number one and I'm going to tell you my story. Um, I'm a 40-year-old woman, I'm single and I have a three-year-old toddler named Alondra, we live in Mexico. And, uh, you know, we live on the house above my mother's house, which is, you know, a sort of so-so arrangement, pros and cons to that arrangement. But I'm going to tell you how all these motherhood, uh, you know, adventure happened Um, about, oh God, how long ago was it, about... 15 years ago a bit more I think maybe maybe 17 years ago but you know this is how important it was for me at the time that I've already forgotten about my divorce but um about about 16 years ago I got married um I was really young then you know I was really naive I was really really shy just just so innocent altogether and um I was about 23 years old, maybe maybe a bit younger, 21, 22. You guys are starting uh, to notice that I don't have a very good memory, but there you go. So I got married. I, I was in love, but I wouldn't say I was like madly in love, you know. It was at the time we used to live in London. We're from Mexico. We, we were both from Mexico. And we used to live in London and I had a visa. And he didn't have a visa. And although we were together as a couple and we were living together, we weren't ready for marriage. But it was, a, it was sort of a matter of, um, you know, we get married and he gets to stay or we don't get married and he has to go. So we decided to get married. And um, it, it started then my adventure with marriage. Our marriage was, was really good. I, I wouldn't say it was like a troubled marriage or anything. We got divorced uh, seven years after that because we came back to Mexico and he started the the medical residency to become a surgeon. You know, he was like a general practitioner and he wanted to become a surgeon. So we we came back and... It got to a point where we weren't seeing a lot of each other anymore because he was working all the time, even night shifts and, you know, 24-hour shifts and then he'd he'd rest for eight hours and then he'd do 48 hours in a row and then he'd sleep in the hospital. It was just so weird, such a difficult time for me. So we ended up breaking up. It wasn't like a troubled, you know, divorce or anything. It was just we sat down and I said to him, I'm, I'm not happy. And he said to me, I've noticed that you have been quite unhappy for the last few months. And we both started crying. We gave each other a hug, you know, one of those long, long hugs that you just don't want to let go We were hugging and crying for about 10 minutes. And then he said to me, I'm going to miss you. And I said to him, I'm going to move out, but you're going to have to help me pack because I don't have a car. (laughs) So we packed, you know, we were crying and packing. And I told him, please um, take me to my mom's house. And he did. And that was that, you know, very simple divorce you know, at the time at the time, it seemed quite difficult, but I've seen other couples get divorced, and it's nothing like how i how I got divorced. You know, mine was really a friendly divorce. Um, when we got divorced, I had been trying to get pregnant for all of the years we'd been married, and i I wasn't like overly worried that I wasn't pregnant, but I knew that it wasn't happening. I was, you know, we were having a normal relationship, and it, it, I wasn't. I was just not getting pregnant at all. And uh, when I got divorced, I wasn't as young as obviously when we we got married, but I wasn't old. You know, I I'd still had a, a few years to you know to have a, a, a child now. I've always thought about my life, you know, I, it's, it's not like I, wanted, I, I, like I wanted like 10 children because I didn't, but I didn't want in my life to be without a child. You know, I, I've always seen myself as a mom sooner or later. And so I started questioning my life and where I was going from there you know recently divorced i the, the fact that we got divorced was more because i felt like i was getting older and i didn't want it to stay with my husband forever because we didn't have a good relationship but i also wanted to give myself the chance of being young enough to find another partner which Right now, at 40, I can tell you guys that I was still naive and still, you know, um, innocent because, of course, now I see that you can find a partner at any age in life, really. Anyway, anyways, so I started questioning where I was going in life, and I decided I wanted uh, to have a child. Now, back then, I thought... And by, by, you know, by the word thoughts means I was completely convinced that in order for me to have a child, I needed a partner. So I started looking. It wasn't like you, the first one that I saw. You know, it, wasn't, it wasn't like that, but pretty much the next thing from that, you know, I, I just picked whoever Uh, really, in order to start a relationship. And and I'm not saying I was sleeping around because I wasn't, but I was having what I thought was a formal relationship with the first guy that, you know, that came into my life. And a few years after I got uh, divorced, I started a relationship with uh, a, a guy that I lived two years with in Panama, and that one was a really bad relationship, you know, I understood finally what a bad relationship was, and I was feeling so unhappy, now, I want to, I don't, you know, I don't want to sound like the girl that that says, oh, I was all sweetness and sugar, because obviously, I wasn't, however, I do feel that I, I wasn't, you know, the bad one of the story. I do feel that way because, um, you know, obviously there's two sides to everything. Um, however, he's he's very self-centered. So I was just truly unhappy. And um, I, I didn't want to let go because I thought that I needed him to be able to have a child. And so we were having problems almost every day and he knew I wanted a child. So he'd use sex as a punishment. Um, And for me, it was really difficult and really uh, degrading. You know, I was feeling like I wasn't good enough and that I wasn't worthy enough and that I wasn't doing enough. So I, we, we spoke and, um, he started, we, we started going to, to you know, to a uh, couple's uh, therapy in order to fix our problems. And he started saying that I was completely obsessed with the facts that I wanted to get pregnant. And because I had been trying for so long and I didn't know I was, there was, you know, what was wrong with me, I was a little bit obsessed about it. So, yes, I mean, it came to a point where. I couldn't see, you know, those Pampers adverts uh, on TV because I'd burst into tears. I was so unhappy, and I, I, I truly, you know, craved holding a baby, and I, I craved that sense of protecting, you know, th- that sense that I want to love and protect a little one. Like I was – I just wanted to be a mom so badly, um, finally, I we were in Panama one day and, um, you know, this guy, just a little, little bit of pause, uh, let me just explain. Um, whenever we had a problem or an argument or a discussion and I'd say, I'm going to go back to Mexico, this guy would turn to, you know, would turn to a child suddenly. He'd started crying. He'd... You know, he'd fall on the floor crying, hugging a pillow. It was ridiculous. He was in such a bad state every single time I'd say, I'm leaving, that I ended up forgiving him and forgetting about the problem. And I'd say, okay, I'm not leaving. Don't worry. Let's, let's try again. And so... It was a way. I feel that it, it it became a manipulation tactic, if you if you want to call it that way. Anyway, um, in Panama, I went to an um, uh, you know a, a clinic. Uh, it, it, I just wanted to know what was wrong with me, and. I saw a doctor which, which uh, you know, ran a couple of, of, of tests. Um, and he said, well, come back in, I can't remember, like four days or something. And I said, yeah, okay, great. Now, this guy that I was going out with, that, that I was living with, uh, you know, my partner at the time, he'd have this uh, system, if I wanted to, like... Go out with him or something and I know it sounds ridiculous really now that I now that I hear myself you know talking about it it sounds completely ridiculous but that was his uh, his method at the time I'd have to open uh, a, you know a date you know a, 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 an appointment um, with him in a calendar so I did because we had to go to see this this uh, you know this IVF doctor um four days later and when he came you know it was a Thursday I remember really well it was a Thursday and uh, I said to him he woke up and I said to him honey um, don't forget we have to go and see the IVF doctor um, today at six o'clock and he said to me, you didn't tell me and I said yes of course I um I schedule it on your calendar. And he really, you know, he got really upset. He was really angry, and he checked on his phone. And when he saw that, that truly, I'd, you know, I'd, um, I'd book the appointment, at the time with him. He said, "Okay, whatever, you know, I'll come and pick a uh, pick you up." And um, I remember, I fe- I was feeling so lonely because, you know, all my family was in Mexico. I was having a, a bad, bad time. I was in a bad, bad state. Was feeling really, really sad. I, I wanted a child and couldn't have a child. Uh, this guy was using that and sex as a punishment. And it was just an awful time in my life. So he came and picked me up. And he was just not talking to me when we were driving. And he said, why do I have to go? And I said, okay, this is a, a you know a two people thing you know it's not like my thing if we're gonna do this, we're gonna do it together And he said, you know we were it's you have to you know you have to um place yourself in Panama in in a January where it's plain summer and the sun is just scorching hot you know I could feel the sun coming through my window and it was just my skin was red and was burning I was sweating really bad we were stuck in traffic and we were still like eight blocks away and he suddenly turned to me and said you better start walking because you're going to be late I just couldn't believe it And being the strong woman I am, I looked at him and I said, what? I opened the door. I got out of the car and I slammed the door closed and I started walking. I arrived there, you know, half angry, half sad, you know, half upset and, uh, they had news for me and the news were that I, my ovaries were overwhelmed with, with the amount of eggs that I was producing in such a way that my normal dosage of hormones that my body produced were not enough to <coughs> mature any of the eggs I don't know if I'm explaining myself, but basically I wasn't getting pregnant because my eggs were not mature, so I wasn't ovulating, I wasn't having my period, and I just couldn't get pregnant because there was no egg. They were all, let's say, green. Um, I I felt relieved. when When the doctor explained to me what was happening, I remember I was listening to him, and I was – I felt like a huge stone, you know, taken from my back because I felt like I saw light. You know, up to that point, I didn't know what was wrong with me. And now I knew there was something wrong and I knew that they knew what it was. So it was was a happy time. It wasn't a sad, you know, it wasn't like you have... This is what's wrong with you, and it's a sad thing. No, it was like, this is what's wrong with you. We know what it is, and there's a solution. So, when I left, you know, I, I said thank you to the doctor. He gave me some papers to sign, and I left the clinic. And my partner was in the in the parking lot waiting for me. He'd not he hadn't gone in, um, you know, obviously. He just dropped, he, he dropped me eight blocks away. So um, he was there on the parking lot. And on our way back to the flats where we lived on the 49th floor in front of the beach in Panama, really beautiful flats, he said to me, I don't want to do it. You know, it, 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 I don't, you're obsessed. You're obsessed with having a child. I don't want to go through any, you know, any treatments, And um, and that's it. I don't want to do it. And I remember I turned to him and I said, you know, in the, I wasn't shouting. I was really calmed. I said, we are two different people. You don't have to want the same thing as I want. We don't have to want the same things for our life. But what you do have to do is, tell me what you want and i will tell you what i want and we can see if we can find you know if we can meet in the middle and if we cannot meet in the middle i'll i'll leave and you know and and you can go your way and i can go mine and again like every single time that happened he was, when we got to the flat, he was crying, he started hugging the pillow and started saying I was going to abandon him, and all of these, you know, like, he'd he'd turn into a child, honestly, throwing a tantrum, it was awful. I remember I cried, and uh, that night, when when I, you know, when I went to bed, I remember, I, I can't remember what I said, but I remember how I felt. And I remember thinking, I've never felt so sad in my life, so unhappy. I was really unhappy. Um, then... The day after, uh, obviously, I I slept very little, you know, how you sleep when you've been crying for hours. Uh, My eyes were really swollen, really, really swollen. I looked like I'd I'd had an allergy or something. uh, Where My eyelids were almost closed, puffy, puffy eyes. My nose was red, horrible, oh, horrible. I was dehydrated. And, um, you know, he woke up. I was making him breakfast and... uh, I said to him, can we talk about what happened? And he said, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm leaving for work and I've told you everything and I'm leaving. So he left and I just straight away when he left, I said, this is not what I want for my life. You know, it's not where I went from my life. I didn't know if, if I was going to have a child or I wasn't going to have a child. But with, I'm just trying to find the words. I, for me, I didn't want to be in a position at 50 years, years old or at 55 years old. I didn't want to be in a position where I saw a child and I think, oh, If I would have done or if I would have gone through the treatment blah blah, maybe I would have a child. I would have had a child. No, I didn't want it that for my life. I'd want at least for me, at least, I'd wanted to say, I did everything. I tried my best. I did everything in my power. I went through the treatments. I did what the doctor said and I still couldn't do it. Fine. But at least I wanted that peace of mind. I wanted the peace of mind that comes with knowing that you've done everything you can or everything you could have done, you know, to achieve what you'd want to achieve. And I wanted that peace of mind. So, I resolved that I didn't want it to be with him anymore and that I was going to go back to my family in Mexico. And I wasn't going to wait for him to get back from work because I knew, you know, I knew the drill. I knew what was going to happen. I knew that I was going to say, I'm leaving. And he was going to start crying. He was going to do all this drama. He was going to turn into a child. And I was going to finally say, okay, please calm down. I'm not going anywhere and uh, so i started packing i had 2 years worth of stuff in that flat because we'd been together for 2 years and it's funny when it comes when it comes for you when it comes a time for you to choose three or four things you can take with you uh, to go back to your family because i was only going to take you know i was on these on one of these budget uh pay now and and go in an hour flights where you can just take like a handbag and that's it. So I started um, thinking what I was going to take. So obviously, um, you know, I did professional photography for a long time. So obviously one of the things was my camera. Um, All of the clothes, all of the clothes, all of the clothes, meaning leather boots, uh, leather jackets, all of the nice stuff, I just threw away in the bin and without regrets. I, I, I didn't think twice. Like I wasn't, I was not attached. Um, I'm not someone that attaches to, you know, to material stuff. So I took my camera and then I had a bit of space left in my luggage. And of course, I opened the kitchen cabinet and I grabbed uh, my two bottles of um, Indian curry, which I love and uh, you couldn't find in Mexico at the time. And um, obviously, I packed that. Obviously, he'd leave the curry. You know, no one would have um, left those um, perfectly fine curry bottles in the kitchen. Um, so I packed those, and all of the rest of the stuff I threw away, so that he'd find the flat like I'd never been there ever. You know, I didn't leave any trace of myself in the flats. I. Phone at the airline and I said, um, I want to take it to Mexico for today. And I want to take it to Guadalajara. Because, you know, that's where um, where my mom and my family from. And they said to me, we don't fly to Guadalajara today. We fly to Guadalajara tomorrow. And so I said, um, um, where in Mexico do you fly today? And they said, or oh, we fly to Cancun, or we fly to Mexico City. And I said, Mexico, please, I'll, I'll take Mexico City. And like the wind that took, you know, just disappeared. I turned my phone off, and I went to the airport, and I flew back home. That was about, about five years ago. So it was really difficult um, time for me because I thought I was back to square one, you know, no partner in order for me to be able to produce a child. I decided to go to the clinic anyway, obviously another clinic because the Panama clinic had left Panama, so I was in Mexico then, and I went to another clinic and. I remember my first appointment, Um, the doctor was just really professional, and he said, like, well, do you have a partner? And I said, I don't, but I still want to have a child. And when he showed me a directory as thick as the yellow pages, full of donor profiles, I just felt a huge relief. I'm thinking, oh my god, (laughs) is this it? And I started, you know, I decided to start a, a process to get pregnant with my now daughter. Um, I was, I remember I was 34 at the time because the doctor, I remember what the doctor said, the doctor said, um, because you are younger than 35, we are going to start the process as, you know, we're going to start with an artificial insemination. We're not going to go straight to IVF um because you know you still have a good chance to get pregnant with an artificial insemination and I just said I'll do whatever you know whatever you say you're the expert you're the one who you know studied for years and years and um and I'll go with whatever you suggest and I I started on vials um on my stomach and uh, we I'd go to the doctors I, I can't remember but maybe like Maybe a day, a day, yesterday, no, or something like that. Every every other day. And uh, before he he put the sperm um, for the treatment, you know the 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 exam before that. He said, "I had I was bleeding." So he said, "This is not looking very good. We we are not going to be able to." have a positive outcome. We're not going to be able to achieve the pregnancy um, with these results. So I advise that we stop, you know, that we don't finish the artificial insemination and instead you use the rest of the money you were planning to spend on this treatment. You use it towards an IVF. And I remember I felt so, so stressed because you know, going through IVF is is very difficult, but going through IVF on your own is, it's devastating, because IVF, it's a treatment, not, it's not, it's not, you know, it's not painful treatment, it's not a difficult uh, treatment, it's a mental, it's, um you have to be a true you know, you have to have these strengths mentally and emotionally uh, very, very solid. And I remember the couples when they'd get in the clinic, you know the other, the other people going to, to, through the treatments. when they'd get a negative, they would just hug each other and cry on each other's shoulders, where this is myself whenever i got any news that weren't positive i'd have to suck it up and it was really really hard it was it was one of, it's been one of the hardest things that i've that i've ever done so i remember when he said that i just said okay and he said okay go and rest i, c- I can't remember exactly what he, what it was but something like for, go and rest for 2 weeks and then you can come back and i'll tell you what what we'll do you know the medicines that you're going to take and everything. So, um, um, oh God, I've just noticed that my podcast is going to finish. So I'll guess, um, I'll do a second one. Okay. I'll see you in a second, uh, in a second podcast. So see you soon.